Welcome to a new episode of Astro Lushes. Hello, star friends. <laughs> <laughs> we're here today with an episode about the planets, and we're also going to talk a little bit about who we are. Ourselves. We're talking about ourselves. It's the best episode ever. Who the hell are we? <laughs> uh, I can talk about myself forever. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, no, I do feel like... Um, I don't know, when I listen to a podcast, when I read a good uh, story, when I engage with something artistically, particularly online, like I'm always sort of curious about where it came from. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think talking about ourselves for this episode is much less about um, like being narcissistic than it is about um, introducing ourselves so you know who you're talking to. Who the fuck are you listening to? Right, right who now? the fuck are you? <laughs> Where the fuck do you matter? <laughs> We've had some drinks. <laughs> We've had quite a few. It we... is our theme. It is. We are literally astrologists. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if we didn't drink, we'd be unprofessional, wouldn't we? We would. We would not be doing our jobs. Literally, it's literally our job. Yeah. So. Because we definitely get paid for this. Oh yeah. So we much money. The big bucks. So much money. Oh my god! I'm just like <laughs> rolling in it, you guys. Oh, Lola the cat is. He has made his appearance. If you hear him meowing soon, it's because he's walking across me. He needed to come over here just to step on top of the recording software, just to make himself known. Um, by the way, I'm Lisa. I'm Andy. And we are Astrolushes. We are. We're here for wine and stars and pop culture uh, yes. and conversations about astrology. Both um, informal and formal with research backing what we're saying, but mostly as two friends who are enthusiastic about the cosmos. Yes, and sort of like lifelong practitioners of exactly. this. Um, and I think this, this sort of happened because we've, we've always talked about astrology in our friendship and I think it's something that we've been tapped into for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's having a moment, it's having a cultural moment. Um, and I'm happy about that because I feel like less of a weirdo, Mm -hmm. but I just also felt like people like Lisa and I who have like this year, years of study should join the conversation. Absolutely. Which is also, I want to tell you like who we are. Yeah. But then, but then we're going to get into planets. Yep. So if you just don't give a shit about either of us and you don't care mm-hmm. if we were born or dead, mm-hmm. you can fast forward. Skip halfway through the episode and it's all good. But really and truly, we want to tell you about who we are. And <laughs> I hope that you listen because um, we come to this podcast with lots of love and lots of life experience. And um, we want to know about you. Tweet us anytime. Tell us about who you are. And we're going to talk a little bit about ourselves right now. I feel like even our need to do this is very water sign of us. <laughs> I know. We're just like, please connect. Please show love. Emotional. Depth. <laughs> Let's cry together. Okay. <laughs> We're going to cry on some episode at some Definitely. Point. Definitely. That is not even a, a question. Okay. okay. Before okay. we jump into it really yes. quick, though, yes. I did want to say it's our fourth episode. Thank you guys so much for listening thus far. We've almost hit a thousand listeners, which is really mind-blowing and wonderful, and mm-hmm. we're grateful for you guys. So very much. Thank you. And you're also so cute and so sweet with really poignant and pointed questions on Twitter. We're going to get to some of your Twitter questions a little bit later. And please keep them coming, because that inspires us. We want to give you what you want, so yeah. keep, keep them coming. Yeah. We're also, we're also drinking tonight... <laughs> <laughs> our apothic red, of yep. course, out of these particular cups that Lisa found for us. <laughs> I got them at Italy, which is the Italian restaurant. It happens to be down the street from my house. And I ordinarily wouldn't like shop at an overpriced Italian uh, like grocery, but they had these like light pink um, teacups with the word buongiorno written on the side with a heart on the interior. They're also bright pink and very round and sort of look like boobies. They look like boobies. <laughs> I keep putting them on my boobies and everyone keeps looking at me weirdly. <laughs> let's, let's cheers to that. Chink. Welcome to episode four, everyone. <laughs> Welcome. Bienvenido. Or ben, Benvenido? Sure. Okay. <laughs> no, we really are. We were just spending a good amount of the evening before we started recording this talking about 
our Italian-American backgrounds and Stregeria, and so we're going to be talking about that in a future episode, but we thought it was, you know, infusing our episode with a little bit of magic to be drinking out of Buongiorno. Yeah. Pico. Yeah. <laughs> Good day to all of you. Good day. <laughs> Good evening. <laughs> Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> Oof, guys. Sorry. Here we go. All right. Uh, I'll, I'll start with question one. Okay. This is Andy. We're going to ask Rico. questions to each other. So we're going to answer the same questions, uh, and then we have a little bit of a surprise at the end of those questions. Yep. So first question. This is Andy asking Lisa. Roger that. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you grow up, Lisa? So I grew up in New Jersey, and I grew up in Union County which is about 20 minutes outside of New York City, um, right around Elizabeth, Linden, Rahway. Um, I grew up in a town that had the, like, the main connecting hub for all the trains. So like, if you're from New York or from New Jersey, like you came through my town without a doubt. Um, I went to Catholic school as a child. <sighs> <laughs> I, uh, I grew up in, in a suburb, a sort of like city suburb of New Jersey very um very kind of italian american background um and jersey i think like really does define my identity i have worked very hard to get rid of the accent in these episodes you'll definitely probably hear it because the once the you're drinking yep it just boop comes comes right out bitches and when she gets like <laughs> mad or sassy <laughs> oh my god <laughs> um but i do identify myself as a jersey italian uh, I know that, you know, that has a lot of associations connected to it. No, I didn't go to the shore. I do, don't do gym tan and laundry. Um, Italian-American culture is a lot more than that. Um, and, you know, Jersey is like my homeland. I'll never shit on it. I know a lot of people have nasty feelings about Jersey, but it definitely, like, um, it definitely helped me form an identity. I still think about Seven mm-hmm. Eleven and Aww. and like Target and going to the mall and going to the movies and going to the beach and sitting by lakes and going out at night and running through fields and lighting fires and doing fucked up shit at night because you're bored. Um, and I guess that's a lot of people's like American mm-hmm. American childhood. Uh, mine certainly wasn't like standard, but it was very Jersey and I'll never knock it. I'm mm-hmm. really proud of it. Yeah, yeah. As well you should be. What about you? I'm, so I'm not a Jersey Italian at all. I am, I'm from rural northeastern Pennsylvania. Um, I grew up in a farm town, like wow. less than 2,000 people. Town. Farm town. Called Tunkhannock, Pennsylvania. Um, I think I have like two places that I grew up. Tunkhannock was where I spent my first 18 years. I went away to school and I came back when I was in Scranton, Pennsylvania for a mm-hmm. long time. And Scranton is a major part of my identity as well. Scranton AKA is like the office. the office. Joe Biden is from there. Hillary Clinton has wow. roots there. It's like a blue-collar Catholic working-class town, and I, I have a lot of pride and love mm-hmm. for it. But I grew up in a really small town, like cows wow, and people. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, and I grew up in, you know, like half my family is just extremely white. My mom's family has been here since, like, Revolutionary War. Um, Old roots. Yes. Like, they're English, they're German, they're Dutch, and they're Protestant, and then my dad's side of the family were recent immigrants, and they were half Italian, half Lebanese. And um, my name is Italian. I look like my Italian-Lebanese family. Uh, and I was brought up, like, half with that culture as well. So I always sort of felt divided between, um, like, being a rural person and being sort of, like, a, an immigrant. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least part of the immigrant experience in a very real the d- and direct way. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, like, I wasn't eating the same food that other kids were eating, and I right. wasn't practicing Catholicism in the same way other kids were practicing. But, um, yeah, I grew up, uh, I four brothers, no sister, um, divorced family, um, grew up without a lot of money, grew up, um, reading a lot of books and sort of being like a weird smart kid, um, which is not to compliment myself at all. No, but uh, I feel like all of our listeners are weird smart kids. Yeah. And, 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 and I, I definitely came to astrology like because of that. Um, yeah. it was definitely a, like a translation method. Mm. for me um but then yeah I spent my I spent my 20s uh in Scranton um which was like not that far away from my hometown maybe like 40 minutes away uh and Scranton is like a Scranton is like a blue collar town um you know very democratic very Irish um Mm. it was interesting (laughs) 
it gave me like such a deep respect for the Irish people, even though I am myself not Irish. But um, uh, yeah, it was. I Scranton was the first place that I, I felt really part of a community. Uh, and I know that it's like the butt of a lot of jokes. That's why the office chose to film there. It's, it's a, very interesting to me. It's a punchline, right? Um, but I I sincerely love the way of life and the heart of the people there. It's like the Gryffindor <laughs> yeah. of American small cities. Uh, so yeah, that's a bit of where I come from. I've been in New York for five or six years now. Five or six years. Mm-hmm. Got it. Um, so yeah, I guess a little bit about my background. Um, I, yeah, like I said, come from New Jersey and mm-hmm. I've always loved New Jersey. Uh, it's certainly a place that I identify with. But how did your, how did your background and the culture in which you were brought up. So Jersey Italian, right? Yeah. It's it, that has that comes with very specific connotations to me. It comes mm-hmm. with like specific like movies For and sure. ideas. But in your experience, how did your background and your culture inform you spiritually? Yeah, I mean, so I was raised with two parents who, and I've talked about this very publicly in my work as a writer. Um, two parents who battled with addiction. I know that you've had some similar. In yes. issues in your in your family and we bond on that big time um which is probably why we both really understand each other and are very close we have that like empathy and that experience behind us um also raised in in the beginning of my life middle middle lower class later on in life uh extreme poverty um uh, my mom is not Italian, though she is like European, and you know, like yours, like English, French, Jewish, all those, yep. all those yep. things. Um, my my dad is Italian, Spanish, Middle Eastern roots, although I was very predominantly raised Italian American, and um, I was raised later on in life in foster care. So from the ages of like fifteen forward, and before fifteen, I was in like homeless shelters because of all this things that happen with my parents so uh for me like the truth is that spirituality became something very important early on Mm -hmm. I always felt like this need for autonomy and control and like um connecting with an otherness that wasn't just like this dire fucking situation I was in yes um and I think that's probably a lot of a, a way a lot of the people who come to magic find it because they feel like they're completely out of control or they feel like so completely separated from something meaningful and beautiful and safe Mm -hmm. so I definitely came to uh, my spirituality through a mixture of like trauma yes and then like just familial uh, learnings like I was put into Catholic school but I watched my grandmother and we've talked about this a lot like watched my grandmother perform half Catholic, half like folk Italian spells. And at the time it didn't make any sense to me. And of course at the, you know, when you're a child, you don't really recognize it as such or think about it in any specific light. You just think, oh, my grandmother's doing something kind of weird and kooky, but I like it. Later on in life, I realized she's just straight up like Sicilian Catholic casting spells. Um, but she's doing it through a Catholic lens and using Catholic saints and mm-hmm. idol um, people people who mean something within that religion and uh, the saints are big for that the saints are big i mean there are saints everywhere and i was you know she would send me like big bottles like old coca-cola soda bottles filled with holy water taped with pictures of jesus and like little stones that she had prayed over and like those stones became powerful tools or objects for me to supposedly hold and like Mm -hmm. gather that strength from but at the time i was so young and so anti-authoritarian and anti-religious that it didn't mean anything to me until so much later in life when i was eventually you know my grandmother like disowned me for not going to catholic uh, for not finishing my sunday school she really loved my brother for finishing Sunday school. Did you school. get confirmed? I did not. Okay. But she later apologized at the age of 22 or 23 for me. And, like, she would, like, write me little scrolls on tiny pieces of paper. And those scrolls would be like, I'm sorry, I love you, and I hope that your soul is safe and beautiful. Like, little weird things that, like, why would you write on scrolls? And why mm-hmm. would you put scrolls on altars? Mm-hmm. So I think it 
it didn't inform my uh, spirituality immediately. In my 20s, I found a very hard time connecting with anything magical. In fact, like I was so busy dealing, I think, with trauma that I ignored all of it and was just like, I'm just going to party and drink and fucking have fun and Mm -hmm. like be like the cool kids. And then by my late 20s, I was like, wow, I'm missing something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And it took me a while to recognize that like my upbringing was steeped in these folk magic values that I only now I'm really recognizing and giving attention to so Mm -hmm. I wish I could go back in time and be like grandma tell me everything yeah but she's dead now so yeah I I get I understand don't I also don't blame yourself for that thank you like yeah disavowing the catholic church at a young age because your socio-political beliefs don't align with it It just didn't is is fine and at the time you didn't know that that was like your only connection to your grandmother um I think a lot of people have very similar experiences but I, I just hope you don't carry that with you that's such a natural way of growing. Yeah, no, you're right. Like, it's... I, I appreciate and value you saying that because I think for a lot of people, like, you wish you can go back in time and press pause and, like, be part of everything that's happening. But in reality, it's very hard to know what's going to be meaningful later on. Of course. On. You're right. I do beat myself up a little bit, but what can you do, I guess? Yeah. You're right. But... It's still part of your story, and it still matters, and she still wrote to you, and you still have those memories, and I just... Yeah. Yeah. Just value it for what it is, and care about it for what it is. Thank you. No, you're right. How do you... How do you think your background informed your spirituality? I think it was a little confusing, and also... <laughs> also based in trauma. I didn't realize this was going to be so heavy when we wrote these questions, but... Um, this is definitely... This is... We're in now. <laughs> uh, my parents divorced when I was one. One. And I was one. Um, my mother left my father when we I was one and my brother was four. Uh, that's fine. That is what it is. But my grandparents, my father's parents, uh, were devoutly Catholic and they were really upset by this divorce. And so they sort of took my older brother, Bob, and I under their wing, li- like literally would use the words like, you're the broken branch on the family tree. And oh. so we needed like extra saving. And um, they, they really were especially concerned with our Catholic education and upbringing. I think particularly also because my mother was Protestant when my father married her, they were like considered a mixed marriage, which is hilarious in the 1970s in America that anybody could have a mixed marriage, both being white people, especially like that. It's insane to me, but, um, yeah. Uh, so we were really, really, really brought up in the church. Uh, and I kind of always as far back as I can remember have felt like a spiritual hunger. I remember being six and wanting to be a nun I remember like thinking like how beautiful that would be to like just dedicate yourself to like a, to sacrifice and ritual and practice and to have a purpose mm. and to have a purpose being like helping other people and their souls. And, um, I outgrew that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember my family being like, have you heard about vows of silence and chastity? Like, you oh. are not built for that kid. <laughs> um, Is there a medium ground between that and that? Or- is there like another way I can do that? Um, and then like the, the older I got in the Catholic Church, the more I just like you know my my parents themselves were not religious. My father disavowed the Catholic Church. My mother was a Protestant who never really went to church. They both like have their own. But my point is that they like they definitely influenced me in not being like finding meaning elsewhere. Right. Um, and so by the time. I was like old enough to have my own thoughts and I was going to church. I was like, this feels extremely, I didn't know what the word patriarchal meant, but I knew that it felt like it was sexist. I knew it felt like it was all about men right. and that there was no place for women. And I had already felt put upon and powerless as a woman in my life. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't need it coming at me there either. Mm-hmm. And I also had a sacred space. It should be yes. like respectful. And right. And I'm like, how is the mother Mary up here and women get no respect? I just couldn't, I couldn't handle There's it. There's zero reconciling of that and I had my own personal problems with the church that are like too personal to bring up here uh but by the time I was being confirmed uh and I was confirmed I was like ready to be done with it and in my family when you confirm it means like you have made the choice to be an adult catholic and now it's your responsibility as an adult to go to church and the very first Sunday that I didn't have to go I stopped right Okay. Um, yeah, same. But I definitely, I definitely, uh, I definitely, I have a spiritual hunger. That is like how I'm built. It is in my DNA. Uh, as much as I wish I could just be an atheist, I'm not. Um, oh, that's that's the sentence of my life. <laughs> that is truly so. I am made of. firmly agnostic. You yeah. know, like I, 
I don't trust anybody who says they have the answers. Right. And that equals like fundamental religious people and it equals devout oh. atheists yeah. who want to get in my face about like nothing means anything. And I'm like, calm and down. And even spiritual mid-center who is like, there's a lot of people I think right now who, who sell courses and books and experiences online where they think they have all the answers. And it just, it feels a little snake oil. Mm-hmm. And it's also like... You know, I grew up without money. I grew up without, uh, like, certain privileges. I definitely have some. You know, I'm white. Uh, that's a big one right there. Uh, I didn't have a whole lot else other than that. And I just, like, I don't remember feeling chosen or saved or, like, anybody was going to swoop in and help me. Mm-hmm. It felt like it felt like false hope. And it felt, mm-hmm. you know, shallow. Yeah. Um, and so, anyway, I, I have filled my spiritual void in many ways. And I think part of that was poetry it's not astrology. Astrology does not make me feel spiritual. Astrology is like a mapping of the universe for me. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, uh, but I still seek to like fill that yeah. gap. I think that's really interesting because you and I are together here on an astrology podcast. Mm-hmm. And yet we both agree with this idea that it's not necessarily filling a spiritual void. Mm-mm. And I think it's important that we say that because there, are, I think, are listeners out there and like myself, I, I really identify with what you just said because although it does give you a map and it does give you reflections to meditate on mm-hmm. or concepts to reflect on, mm-hmm. I'm drunk. Um, <laughs> redundance to redundant on. Um, <laughs> um it's important to to convey the disconnect between something that like is interesting and inf- educational and informative and mm-hmm. something that's going to save you. Like I don't believe being a Scorpio or knowing about the zodiac is going to save me. Mm-hmm. But right. I think it's like going to give me something to think about in a really important way. Yeah. Yeah. And being saved is a whole different conversation Oof. and topic and Oof. A whole new podcast. <laughs> it's, a, it's a whole. It's a life. It's and a I'm life. not qualified for it. I'm not. Yeah, I'm. I'm not saved. I am a sinner. Yeah, <laughs> definitely on the sinner side over here. Um, Astrolushes is performed by sinners. <laughs> I would love to know um, when you say that you have such uh, agnostic beliefs and that it's sort of a mishmash of all these different either learned things or like your personal experiences. Um, like, where does astrology fit it in for you? That's a great question. I think, like, how mm-hmm. how are we here right now if we're not, like, diehard true believers in the cosmos? Like, why does it even matter? You know? That is so heavy, we... Lisa. I was I not prepared for I'm that sorry. question. I'm sorry. You have a Scorpio co-host. <laughs> I'm going to answer the same question, to be fair. I don't know. I mean, I, I know, like, at 12, things got really bad in my family. Yeah. It, like, sort of hit a peak of difficulties uh my mother's addiction was really flaring up my stepfather was not putting up with it and I had these younger brothers that I needed to take care of uh you know I had always been like this really good performing student and I was feeling very lost Mm -hmm. I was feeling just just like bowled over by life um and I always sought solace in books of different kinds and I picked up I think I talked about this in the first episode but I went to the public library in Tunkhannock and I found like Zolar's book of astrology. It was like 800 pages thick. And I was like, you know what? My mom reads my horoscope to me out of the paper every day. Like, let's just see what this is about. And I just devoured the thing. And then suddenly at school, I was able to talk to kids and know something that they didn't know in a way that no longer reflected on who I was or where I came from. Mm. You know, I, instead of like, having to talk about how everybody in town knew that my family was like up and screaming and fighting all night because everybody could hear it. I could say, you know, hey, popular kid, mm-hmm. are you a Gemini? Because you really act like one. They'd be like, what does that even mean? And I could just, that was my way of talking and connecting. It's almost like a way of decentering yourself while also getting people to trust you, mm-hmm. which is a weird yes. middle ground. Yes, and like feeling knowledgeable and, and feeling some sort of power or control over things, definitely mm-hmm. at that age. Um, and, right. and like figuring myself out, figuring out like, why are these adults in my life acting this way? Mm-hmm. Could yeah. there possibly be another explanation for it? I don't it know. Provides um, a context. But it really, like, honestly, it was like a social thing for me. It was a way to talk to people that took their attention off of me. Interesting. What about you? Well, I mean, I'm going to be like completely... <laughs> 
this is going to sound so shitty. And, <laughs> and like lame and sad and pathetic. Um, Jesus, Lisa. I know. I know. Wow. wow. I know. Smack you yourself hang down. out with me. It's like, oh, what a downer. Um, <laughs> um, honestly, I don't think I was like interested in it in a real way until a few years ago when I really started studying it. But early, early on in my life, um, the truth is that I didn't really have many friends like through I guess middle school through high school like I transferred school so often that I didn't really have a set group of friends that instead of like telling about astrology to others which I would have loved to do and I think would have derived the same Mm -hmm. things that you got out of it I think I just like nestled my face in books and was just like there's this otherness that I can tap into and know secretly and this like gives some sort of lush like secret interior to this fucked up life that I'm living and like kind of kept it to myself and stored it Mm -hmm. and then like I said Mm -hmm. earlier like my 20s were just a mishmash of like partying and college and faking it and pretending to be something I'm not and like totally disavowing any spirituality and any sort of like inner core self for just like the chance of being loved and acknowledged by like peers and I I too then kept it like quiet until like maybe 26 or 27 or 28 when I was like yeah there's this knowledge I have it makes sense it's interesting I identify as a Scorpio so much and Scorpio if like there's any Scorpio listeners right now like when you're a Scorpio, I feel like, um, you know, maybe this is biased, but I feel like when you're a Scorpio, you're a fucking Scorpio. Like, <laughs> you're either a Scorpio or you're like, I'm not a Scorpio. You are, and it is very intense, and I think when you connect with that archetype, you're like, fuck yeah, I really, 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 really identify with this, because it is one of the most polarizing specific signs in the Zodiac, I think. But I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure like a Taurus would be like, me too. But no, not no, really. No, they're not really. <laughs> I'm going to skip one of our questions in the sake of time. Yeah, And also sure. because we're flowing in this. And like, let's just say like, okay, let's get into it. Like, what's your favorite sun sign? Okay. This is not to put any other sign down. Is the rule of this question, you can't say your own? No, Lisa, you can, you can <laughs> answer. I mean, I would only expect a Leo to say Leo, but if you want to say Scorpio is a Scorpio... I am here for that. I'm not. Um, honestly, I have no Scorpio friends except for one. Hi, Denise. Hi, Denise. Um, Aaron is also a friend, but literally I have two people I know. In my you know life. Heather. I know Heather, and I love Heather, <laughs> but I, I'm, Heather and I don't live in the same state, but yeah. still, if Heather, if you're listening, you lived in New York or I lived in Pennsylvania, we would be BFFs. <laughs> um, yeah, Heather's great. Um, so the three people I know who are Scorpios that I really like and tolerate. Two of those three, which have the exact same birthday as you. That's so crazy. Yes, it's a crazy thing. We're going to have a trifecta Scorpio episode. In We're going to bring the, the tribunal. Future. We're going to bring the tribunal. <laughs> to ask all the pressing Scorpios. And I'm questions. just going to be here to like separate in case anything anything goes down. No, no. But okay, what, what is your favorite sun sign? It can be Scorpio. No, it's not. It's not. I honestly, when I'm around Scorpios, I'm like, oh my God, could you stop? Um, <laughs> I love Scorpio. I think they're fascinating as fuck they're fascinating for endlessness like you can dig into that and just unearth Mm -hmm, everything mm -hmm. for the rest of eternity it's so fascinating and beautiful and complex and i appreciate scorpios i'm a scorpio and i love us and that's a scorpio thing to say but i'm gonna go ahead and say i love cancers the most oh yeah i'm a cancer everybody (laughs) yeah and it's i mean I, partially it's because of you because you've informed my experiences of cancers but I will say I think I'm I have a proclivity toward the water signs cancer to me is like a natural Scorpio best friend because the cancer is so willing to go deep and yet doesn't have the same demented fucked up toxic shit that a Scorpio brings with it. You're so unkind to yourself and your sign. It's okay. Honestly, Scorpios, look, I want to just say this. We get a bad rep and I get it. And all those things are warranted and we're so much more and so much bigger and so much better and so much more actualized and all of that. But they're dark. Yeah. And Cancers are able to go dark while providing a softest softness and vulnerability that I deeply appreciate that isn't something that I can automatically show all the yeah, time yeah or access easily or access easily mm-hmm. because there's there's so much protectiveness up 
And so I love the way that you guys are able to show emotion and vulnerability, but that you're also extremely strong and often not given credit for that strength and that ability to kind of like destroy and re rebuild just as we are. So I would say you guys are really, truly my favorites. I learn a lot from your vulnerability and I feel empowered and comforted in your presence as cancers. A little cancer heart is just <laughs> swelling. I really mean it. And I, I, this is not a ploy for you to say that you like Scorpios. This is crazy guy. because here's my thing is that I was going to say that Scorpio is my favorite sign, but this cannot just be a love fest between it the two of us. You got to pick someone else. Got to pick someone else. But Naturally, my choice is Scorpio. Okay, girl. Thank you. I mean, my best girlfriends are Scorpios. My dad is a Scorpio. He's fucking awesome. <laughs> Big ups to Tal, Bob Talarico. <laughs> Big ups. Uh, I really do. I love Scorpios, and I've never dated one, which I think is really interesting. And you have two very close ones of the same birthday. Same birthday. Which is three of them now. You, Denise, and Heather. All the same birthday. You're Um, you're being being tracked down (laughs) and hunted is what's happening. I'm I'm being groomed (laughs) by these freaking crazy Scorpios. Scorpio. And I don't really have Scorpio in my chart, but I love them. Okay, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna choose that just because I don't want this to be a no, it's okay. an us fest. Yeah, grossness. Uh, Fine, so I'll, I could pick another one after you're done. <laughs> I'm gonna you're gonna hate my answer. Oh no, don't do it. I'm going for Sag. Don't do it. <gasps> I'm going for Sagittarius. Oh, she did it. I did it. Oh, um, she did it. <laughs> I have. I'm, I'm a rising Sagittarius. I quit. I quit. Ash. <laughs> Lisa just walked out of the room, you guys. She just gave me the finger, took her cat, and left. <laughs> No, she's a Scorpio. She's going to slowly plan my death. Is that how that's going to go? <laughs> I already have the arsenic <laughs> in my pocket. <laughs> I, I, so I'm a rising Sagittarius, so I feel like there's something in me that like it pulls me out of my water sign-ness. But Sagittarius are just like, they're great company. They're so optimistic. They're so philosophical. I, I, can't, I can't fall to my sad depths of cancerness when mm. I'm in a Sagittarius company. Right. I like the way they like build up everyone around them. They're just there to make everybody feel lucky. Mm. They're there to make everyone um, think about more than their own bullshit. Wow. I, I really truly believe that. They're not great at a lot of things. Do not get me wrong. <laughs> They're really good at disappearing. Yeah. Relationships, Bye, guys. relationships with Sages are. about that aspect (laughs) but friendships with Sagittarians are life alteringly good yeah they are they bring out the best in everyone they do and they really make you think and Mm -hmm. work and Mm -hmm. and be your best self yeah and like get out of your shit and like get out of your head and like think about something else like they want to talk about like the whole like center and meaning of the universe yeah they do and how it works for you they and then, do. And then they want to, like, take you gambling and then, like, get in a car and drive to the shore in the morning. And, like, my spontaneous Sagittarius rising self right. just, like, loves that energy. You're so fucking right. Um, loves it. But my real favorite is Scorpio. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if I'm going to pick a real favorite of Cancer, I'm going to pick a second favorite, which would be... <sighs> I, I'm, can I guess? Yeah, guess. I think it's Aquarius. It is Aquarius. <laughs> <laughs> I love Aquarius. <laughs> no, you do. I mean, I know they get so much shit for being like airy fairy and flaky. They're but like the alien babies. Of- they're alien babies. <laughs> I like them because often I meet Aquarians and they're like, fuck that shit. I don't care. And I'm like, I fucking love you. <laughs> I love that they're just willing to be themselves, stand out, break boundaries. They're unconcerned with the convention. They're the best dressed. They're the best dressed. Because they just do not... Like, they just don't conform. No. They're like, I'm going to make that cur- that velvet curtain into a suit. And I'm like, yes, yes, you Yes, should. you are. Absolutely, you yes, are. Yes, you are. And you're going to be better than me. But I think the Aquarius <laughs> might have a similar effect on you that the Satch does for me. And that it, mm. like, takes you out. Because Aquarius you out. and Sagittarians are both the philosophers. Yes. They're definitely the most outward they're signs. Think they're up and we're down. Yep. We're, they're, well, we're inner, they're outer, is yeah, how exactly. I'll say that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, I don't think it's that like they don't have depth. Um, no, they have extreme depth. It's just that they're more concerned with like, you know, like the status of yeah. the world and the political situations and what's going on around them than they are about like talking about like where you grew up, like our water sign asses are doing tonight. Oh like they God. just... They take you out of yourself. Yeah, they do. And I love that about them. And I appreciate that a lot. I like their, like, just completely forward way of thinking. Yeah. And because we're a nice podcast and we're not here to spread 
horrible diseases about people. Yeah. We're not going to talk we're about We're not going to pick a least favorite. favorite. No. But we're going to talk about, like, do you have, like, any problems with a certain song? Yeah. Is it also sad? No. Well, <laughs> if I try to date them or and or marry them, yes. <laughs> uh, 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 same. Oh, uh, that's a different story. But um, uh, I think I have... I think I have natural challenges with Gemini. Oh, do you? I feel like Gemini and I always, like, start off great. You know, they're really good conversationalists right. and they're really witty. And then you get into it. And they're it. really charming. And then I try to get to, like, the person underneath yeah. that. And I just don't feel like I've ever gotten mm. there. And that is not, uh, that is no way insulting Gemini. I have a ton of respect for, like, yeah. how quick-witted, how fast they are. Mm. Uh, I wish I could be more like that. But, um... I just, uh, generally speaking, don't have them in, like, I, I have a, I, it's challenging. Yeah. It's, it's challenging. challenging. They're not challenge. my least favorite. That is not what I'm saying. It's my most challenging. Yeah. I think my most challenging would be Virgo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I say that so politely. If you really knew my real self, you'd be like, this bitch. <laughs> Sorry, that's a great answer for you. It's, it's. <laughs> I mean, the reality is, like, I actually do respect a lot of Virgos in big ways. Beyonce, Lana Del Rey. Like, there's a lot of great performers. There's a lot of great they're Virgos. They're such hard and workers. And they're incredible. We found out recently, like, most of the Virgos we think are, um, uh, pe- most of the people we think are amazing are Virgos. So many famous Virgos. There's something to be said about that, that detailed, beautiful, artistic work ethic. But when it comes down to people I know who aren't Beyonce and Lana Del Rey... Um, which is a lot of them because those are <laughs> only two human beings on the planet. And they are mega celebrities. And they're mega and I don't know them. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think as someone who likes to go deep and get, get dark and live in the liminal spaces that are undefined and uncalculated and maybe change hour to hour depending on how drunk mm-hmm. or how emotional or how traumatized I feel, Virgos just aren't fitting the bill because they... You know, they, they, they want all the they want all the specificity and the answers and the compartmentalized things and I find that really challenging. But I do appreciate you guys. I don't know how to use Excel, so if you guys could call me up and teach me, that'd be great. <laughs> I think this is fascinating. Our answers are fascinating because our next segment is about planets. And here's the thing is that we're both talking about communication issues with Virgos and Geminis mm. and they're both ruled by the planet Mercury. Very interesting. We will get into that. We're going to get into that in one second. I just think that's it's extremely fascinating. Fascinating. Okay. I mean, what does that mean? But before we get to the planets, and yes. before we talk about Gemini's and Virgos being ruled by Mercury, the planet of communication, what is your secret question for me, or do you want me to ask my secret question of you first? Okay. We have yeah. We we talked about these five questions, and we have a sixth question, which we promised to each other that would be a secret question for each other. I would actually like you to ask me mine first. Okay. Because I'm. I don't know. I'm, I have three in my mind, and I don't know which one's better. Okay. I'm going to judge mine depending on yours. Oh, jeez. Don't do I know, that. Because I don't, don't wanna, do that. No, because I, I don't want to pull something out that's too Scorpio. You're like, what the fuck? I asked you your favorite color. I will use my Cancer Cardinal energy right now. We okay. are the beginners and the starters of things. Okay, go for it, girl. <laughs> what was your first magic ritual, oh. and how did it turn out for you? <sighs> okay. <laughs> Dude, let me just lay it Did down. Did you just call me dude? Yes, because it's that serious. <laughs> I've never called her dude. I've never called anyone dude. I don't, so. I've never heard her say the word I've dude. I've never even said the word dude. I don't even know how that's spelled. So, <laughs> so um, honestly, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. So, there was one... <laughs> um, I'm sorry, I'm going to bring the Scorpio energy right now. Bring so, it. 1998, I want to say, I was what is that, 13 or 14? Go to the library. Get my books. Everything's cool. Learn about Anton LaVey. Learn about Satanism. Mm -hmm. Learn about witchcraft. Learn about all the dark things and all the other cool, nice, lovely, amazing fairies and Wiccan things. I learn about a lot of things. I don't really know anything about what I'm reading. I just see the pictures and read the words and I think this is fucking amazing. I have some sort of connection to it. I don't really synthesize it in the proper way, but I understand. How could you? Yeah, I'm a tiny child. Mm-hmm. But I understand that if you give of yourself, you will get. Mm-hmm. And that's a concept that appeals to me mm-hmm. because I have been getting nothing. Yeah. And I'm lonely yep. and I'm yep. broken. And, and powerless. I'm powerless. So me and three girlfriends 
S, V, and H. Really? I had three girlfriends, too. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We weren't calling the four, like, we were not being a coven in no. any no. way. Like, no, these no, were just, Yeah. This was not, like, an organized, you know, mm-hmm. craft type thing. This was pre that movie. This was pre anything. Pre understanding that there were four elements, really, I guess. Um, get my three girlfriends. And we go into the backyard. We sit at this wooden picnic table in her very lush, green, long backyard that sits on the riverbank in Rahway, New Jersey. And sadly, at that time, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I'm here for it. Please don't judge me. Be open. It's okay. I was little, and I didn't know what I was doing. I called upon, like, the devil and demons Mm -hmm. to come and give us power in exchange oh, to use our bodies as conduits for their will. And like first of all that is Scorpio I know, AF. I know <laughs> for days. I just don't be embarrassed. I remember you it. were just figuring some stuff out. Yeah. You wanted power, you wanted control. Continue. We lit candles, we carved things into the wooden table. We said you can have our bodies to do the will as you please. We didn't think it was sexual by the way. Um, but we said, like, if you just give us X, Y, and Z, and we probably asked for silly things. Mm-hmm. I don't know what we asked for. I don't remember now. But I do remember to this day that I traded in some portion of my soul mm-hmm. for an evil being to do his bidding mm-hmm. with. And this is before I understood Satan or Satanism, so there's no way for I'm, I'm not reducing that, you know, philosophy or anything. I, I, I genuinely didn't. I just, I just thought, let me give something just omnipotent dark power mm-hmm. my body and soul so that you could trade me something I could use I mean, for badass it's I, I can't say if it worked or not be, but I do think I have been blessed my entire life with getting the things I want because I really put a lot of energy and intention into the things but you know maybe yeah maybe I did turn quite quite naughty for a few years so <laughs> who, who knows <laughs> who knows what did you do that was not your secret question oh I know me. okay my secret question to you is, if you could completely erase your entire life... Jesus. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Um, I know. It's a question of transformation. Oh. If you could completely erase your entire life and start new, mm-hmm. what would be the one thing that you would do differently? Who? Uh, <laughs> that and is... like, how would that and and how would that be informed by magic or astrology or a knowledge of the self or spirituality that you have today that you didn't have in the mm-hmm. past? Is what I mean. Okay. Um, I would have finished college the first time around. I left because my family was having problems, and I felt the Cancerian need to come home and like be maternal to everyone and take care of everyone's problems that aren't actually mine. I would have stayed in school and not like struggled to finish as an adult 10 years later because that was really hard um and I would have moved to New York immediately wow um I constantly feel like as a a New Yorker in my like you know mid to late 30s at this point uh and only having moved here in my early 30s that like I missed out on all of that time and all that energy and all of the groundwork I could have been laying here and it had been my childhood dream to be here um those are the only two things. That's I think that's it. I would have um I would have finished school the first time instead of feeling responsible for everything I had no control over, uh, and I would have done the thing that I always knew I was meant to do. Do you sooner. think you took a Cancerian approach to your life in real life? In what way? Like, do you think that you would? Do you think because you're a Cancer, you chose like to take care of your family and to fulfill those one hundred percent? And my mom's a Pisces. Yeah, and I. Yeah, <laughs> my mom was Pisces, and my Pisces stepdad died uh, when I was nineteen, and I had only finished one year of school, and I had these two younger half brothers at home, and my Pisces mom needed a lot of help. Uh, Pisces are uh, better at expressing their vulnerability than a lot of other signs, and mm-hmm. Cancers are suckers yeah. for that. Um, we want to take care of every helpless thing. You feel home in that side. Mm-hmm. Uh, we loved, we like need to be needed. And mm-hmm. I, I chose, I think the, the, the route that, you know, wasn't as healthy for me as it could have been, but in that, like not a whole lot. It's so interesting that you asked me that. I was going to tell you about this dream I had last week, right? I had this dream where I woke up from a coma in my dream Wow! and somebody handed me a scrapbook 
and it was uh, like photos and memories from someone, like a friend that I had in the past. It was like her life memories with me in them. Wow. And I was really confused. And I was like, this isn't, this isn't my life. This is so-and-so's life and memories. And that person's parents, their parents came to me in this dream and they said, you can choose right now to step into this life and be here with us and forget about all the pain from your past. Mm. But it means you have to let go of everything that you used to be and that's not yours anymore. And I chose to stay in my current life. To stay. And I said in my dream, from a hospital bed coming out of a coma, I choose my pain. I stay. Yeah. Andy, that is so beautiful. Honestly, to stay is, mm-hmm. is a big deal. So, like, if I could have done some things differently, sure, it'd be nice. But that's not the way it goes, and I don't regret that. And the harder path is just the harder path. It doesn't matter. I agree. I would never abandon my I'm life. I'm on the noble hustle, yo. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we, I mean, honestly, we went, we went deep here, but this is good. Our, at least our listeners know who we are now. Yeah. But now we're going to get into the happy stuff. <laughs> the, the, the actual astrology stuff, not yeah. just the peripheral astrology. Let's talk about the planets. So we talked about the big three, sun, moon, and rising yes. in our last episode. Um, so basically, like your natal chart in Western astrology, which is what we are discussing, at the time of day you were born, at the place in the world where you were, where you were born, all the planets were aligned in a certain way. And those planets speak to your natal chart. And so... All of the planets were in a certain sign, a certain astrological sign at your time and place of birth, and it makes your chart. But what do those planets mean? So your sun sign is your zodiac sign. It's like what you read in the paper. It is like sort of uh, the lens through everything, through which everything gets filtered. Yeah. Right? Your moon sign, the moon uh, changes orbit just about every day. Uh, So your moon sign is dependent upon like where and when the moon was. Uh, Mercury is like you know the fastest orbiting planet and then you get all the way out to pluto which is like the slowest takes for fucking ever right (laughs) which is why there are generations of people that have uh pluto in one planet or another it's why those like closer planets mean more to your chart yeah where the further planets speak more like uh generation generationally to who you are right so let's go let's just break it down Mm -hmm. from from the sun to pluto we already talked about the sun, moon, and rising, but let's just go over it again. So the sun, the sun rules Leo. Right. Uh, for little fire babies. And it's very much like the planet of who you actually are as a human being. Yeah, well, their, their phrase is, I am. Yeah. I am. Literally, I am. Mm-hmm. So when you identify with whatever astrological sign you are, that is ruled by the sun. It's dominant. It's like mm-hmm. your main shining focal mm-hmm. epicenter mm-hmm. of who you are. So, so your moon plays off of that. Your moon is like your emotional world. It's sort of your hidden side. It's how you like calculate things in through your heart. Um, it's how you evaluate things. It's often some like sometimes you feel more like your moon sign than you feel like your sun sign because it is the sign of feelings. It rules cancer. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> and it's saying is. I feel. Yeah. So sun is I am, moon is I feel. And I have a cancer moon, which means I feel things pretty intensely. Yeah. Having <laughs> your moon in cancer when it rules cancer means like feelings times feelings on top of more feelings. Ugh. Honestly, if someone would just give me a lobotomy, I'd be happy. My moon is in Pisces, which isn't much better. No, it's not. <laughs> it's, a, it's the same. So then we have Mercury, which is actually a, that, that like we were just saying, talk, uh, is is like the Gemini? Well, Gemini, <laughs> Gemini. We've been drinking. Gemini. We've been drinking a lot. Virgo, um, <laughs> my word. Oh, I just you snorted. snorted. <laughs> and now we're cackling. Mercury. Mercury is the planet of communication. At this point, the listeners are like, I don't believe anything these bitches are saying. (laughs) Go away. (laughs) Shut up. It's the... Yeah. Mercury was the messenger of the gods. (laughs) Mercury was the messenger of the gods. He had this, like, you know, fast feed or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) It's very technical. (laughs) It's extremely scientific when you say it that way. (laughs) 
Oh my god. Okay, oh, we're having flashbacks of episode back. two. Jesus, I'm so sorry, guys. Mercury's saying But you signed up I for think, this. I think. I think. I think. So I Gemini think. and Virgo are like... They're totally thinky signs, and that's why I don't get along with they're them. They're thinky heavy. I don't want to be thinking. And we're feely heavy. I want to I feel I want to think. Yeah. No yeah. thinking. No thinking. No thinking, Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> So look, Mercury, guys, just to recap, it's, I think, it's all about the ideas, it's about your mind, it's about How you Virgo, and about Gemini. Germini. Germini. <laughs> Virgo. <laughs> Next up, Venus. What do you think Venus rules? What do you think Venus? It rhymes with penis, so. <laughs> <laughs> that, the penis has nothing to do with love, first no, of all. No, no, penis is the opposite of love. Yeah, so. <laughs> Venus is your, like, your love language. It's love language. Um, and not everything, so, okay, so. If you are doing synastry where you like are looking at your chart compared to someone else's chart and how you uh, align with them and like how you're compatible or not. You might want to look at what, what sign. I'm going to say though, it's tempting to look at your Venus signs and go like, oh, well, we're not compatible. But there, there's more than that. Venus yeah. is one part of compatibility. Exactly. But it is like, it is like your love language. It's like how you show your love, yeah. how you express your love, how you feel in love, how you act in love. And it rules two different signs as well. Taurus and Libra. Taurus and Libra. Beauty bitches. Yeah. They are they are so interested in beauty. Mm, yeah. They love the material. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's beautiful and fascinating. And what's their saying? Their saying is I, I love. Oh. And they have like, you know, they they well, good s- for them. Well, good for you guys. You have a ton of Libra in your chart. I do have a lots of Libra. I've got a I've got a stellium. I've got three Libra. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Oh my god, this is why we're so loving. <laughs> and why we like beautiful things. Like I do. each other. Okay. Like each other. Next up is Mars. Mars is fascinating to me because uh, Mars is uh, the planet of, like, uh, fighting. Uh, You know, Mars, Aries, uh, rules Aries, but it's like the god of war, right? Yeah. But Mars speaks to literally how you fight and how you fuck. Yeah. They are two sides of the same coin. It is what you do when your passions get the best of you. It's that passionate energy mm-hmm. that, that like the, the action that you take with that, like, like fervor. What you do in a bar fight and what you do alone in a bedroom when you're like having a time. Right. Like are you soft or are you showing the fuck up? Are you throwing glasses against the wall or right. are you like, you know, displaying yourself beautifully exactly. like a peacock? Like what are you guys doing? So Mars is very essential. If you're interested in synastry and you're interested in finding a romantic compatibility with someone... Venus is important. Mars is is like. Is, I would almost wager Mars is more important. Because like right, because you can deal with like you can how deal someone with shows themselves stuff. romantically, right? But if someone fights and fucks in a way that offends you, no, you can't get you can't, there. You can't really come to a medium ground. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, Mars. I What's would, your Mars, Libra? Yeah, yeah, but Mars is in Cancer. We're some passive aggressive bitches up in it's here. True. I just I really like to show love, you guys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like beauty. <laughs> I want to talk about feelings all night. <laughs> <laughs> Jupiter. That's got to be Sag, right? This is a very oh, it interesting is Sag. one. It is Sag. It is Sag. I, okay, so here's the thing. I'm going to like break down two things into like a sort of, um, a little bit of a stereotype, but I think it's true. So the next two planets are Jupiter and Saturn. And to me, Jupiter is like how you deal with the gifts that you've been given. Mm. And it's like how you handle your blessings. Interesting. Versus Saturn, which to me is how you deal with your hang-ups and the things that you are not blessed with. No, I completely agree. Would you, yeah? Yeah, Jupiter is like, Well, it's really Sag, which is the lucky sign. Exactly, like, I have this abundance, what shall I make? Mm -hmm. Whereas Saturn is like, I have this deficit, Mm -hmm. what am I going to do? How do I make up for this? Exactly. And like, murder everyone with it, you know? Yeah, I think that's true. I think they're two sides of the same coin, and I've always looked at one as like, how you deal with your luck versus how you deal with your misfortune. Totally. Like, Um, are you going to like, crawl into a hole? Are you mm -hmm. going to like, just fight fucking fight for it or are you gonna you know logic your way out of it or are you gonna charm your way out of it are you gonna sleep your way out of it uh jupiter rules sagittarius which like of course it's luck and plenty are so interested in the bigger picture and the thinking Mm -hmm. about globalism and Mm -hmm. and the expanded self and the philosophy and the universe that like jupiter is a planet of expansion it is the planet of expansion and it's like when you reveal yourself and you can let yourself grow, which what they're saying is, I grow. That is yeah. the planet's motto is, I grow. Yeah. Like, what, what do you do with it? How do you handle that? Yeah, how do you grow? Saturn is the other side of that. And it's not to say that Saturn is bad at all. Saturn is, like, what kicks your ass into gear. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's ruled by Capricorn, which is the, which I always 
you know, it's my rising sign and I always think about it as the as the sign of like work and work ethic. It's and discipline, like, but it's also discipline. it's also like how you handle your fears. Yeah, it's true. And I handle my fears by going headfirst into them and like making something come out of it. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense because yeah yeah Saturn is like okay all this shit landed in my lap, what am I going to do with it? Am I yeah. gonna like turn into a puddle mm-hmm. or am I gonna like make lemonade from lemons? Mm-hmm. Their saying is I achieve. Yeah, it's an achievement. I'm gonna get selfish for a second and explain that my Jupiter and Saturn are in the same sign of Libra. Oh, which is especially weird. <laughs> I handle my achievements and my losses. I handle my luck and my drawbacks in the same way. Interesting. And from a place of, like, balance and beauty and Venus first. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, enough about me. But, okay. Next planet. It is pronounced... Y- Uranus. Or Uranus. I grew up calling it Uranus. But we're not going to say Uranus. But I 1,000% grew up learning it in a textbook and my teacher's calling it Uranus. Earlier tonight, Andy and I, when we were sober, got our nails done. <laughs> we did. Our, like, top and bottom nails. They look we got really good, done. I had hot. I have hot pink. She has Coral. coral. And we were saying, we're not going to say Uranus on the podcast tonight, are we? And, we and I was both... like, well, I say Uranus. And she's, she's like, I say Uranus. And I was like, I don't know which one is correct. We're just not saying anus. So mm-hmm. Uranus uh, rules Aquarius because of course, because it's like the weirdo planet. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Look, Aquarius I mean, are the weirdos. Uranus. But Aqua- Uranus. Aquarius would be the sign. It's like, you throw me an anus, it's fine. But I feel like it's the planet of like evolution and philosophy and like new thinking and oh like my new God. modes of the being. The eclectic, like yes. the weird, the original. God, I like, love them. Who the fuck you are when like you don't give a shit? Yeah, well, love maybe them. aliens. I have so much respect. Love them. Their saying is, "I evolve," because they're just they're, they're just, just so further so along. beyond it all. They're like not on our plane. They're like you guys are all like your thinking is Weak. garbage. Weak. I'm yeah, I'm so <laughs> elevated. If any of you are Star Trek fans, every time I see an episode with the Q, um, which is a species that is so far evolved beyond the everyday, they're Aquarius. I don't know what that reference means, but I respect it. But it's like a, it's a species <laughs> that is just like, oh, you feel fear? Oh, well, imagine if you were so far beyond it that that wouldn't even register on who you are. That's mm-hmm. Aquarius. Got it. I love it. But also watch Star Trek. It's great. Neptune is like king of the sea, right? Yeah. Neptune is like all those... Like oceanic depths, like the darkest, deepest parts of the ocean yes, is like Neptune. Beautiful, and the tides pull you in, and the tides take you out. And where does it take you? And how does it, you know, inform your dreams, dreams, your intuition? Yeah, intuition, imagination, um, all those feelings that just are unnamed but deeply yeah, knowable. The liminal, mm-hmm. and yet the most personal. So of course it's Pisces. Yeah, and I know you're not a big fan of Pisces. No, I am. I just. You know, just get your shit together a little. Yeah, well, they can't. They're just, like, in those depths. I know. I love me some Pisces, though I'd never want to date one ever again. I feel like the boat's right here, guys. Just swim, swim. Just right this way, right this way. Or you're just going the opposite. They're like, I don't know, the stars look pretty over here. Fine. If you guys just want to swim over to the other direction, that's your Capricorn rising ass, just being like, I know. I'm like, okay, I'm setting sail right here, bitches. You're not coming. You're not on the lifeboat. Fuck you. I'm out. Just peace out. It's fine. Uh, you yeah. follow the stars. And their their saying is literally "I dream," which I is dream. the and Pisces. That's so yeah, it's so beautiful. I shouldn't shit on them. That's honestly closer to me than anything else. So. It's my moon is in Pisces. My moon is yeah. in Pisces, and I feel it very deeply. Yeah, it's beautiful. And Last then we one, have Pluto, which is your baby. I love my little baby Pluto. Um, it's a planet. It's not a planet. It's a planet. It's not a planet. So, like, <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, that's the whole fucking badassery about it. Yeah. So, Pluto is literally, I think about Pluto as the planet of transformation. I was just going to say transformation. Yeah. I was like, just going to say it. Exactly. It, it rules Scorpio, who is, you know, the sign that is the most, that it could lean into the most of the rebirth and the death and the transformation, the metamorphosis of the self. And Pluto, with its, like, funny little, I'm a planet, I'm not a planet, I'm an exoplanet. Like, what are you? It's like, it doesn't matter what you are. You remain this amazing golden glo- globe of hope and death and life and rebirth and possibility and potential, even if people name you incorrectly. You're still going to be living forever. And that's Scorpio. It's like you can transform and transform again and be renamed and be reborn, and that's what you are. I, so, I really think that, that that is the power of Scorpio, is mm. to like take something that they've been given 
and like either through their anger or through their passion or through their loyalty or through their trauma or through like their rare joy (laughs) they turn it into something empowering and and the saying of that planet is i empower i empower exactly and that's so beautiful and as you can see you guys you can even if you don't if you even if you go day by day looking only at your sun sign or maybe you know your big three maybe you're casually interested or you're not really interested in what this all means even if you took a moment to look at what the planets mean you don't really connect them to your chart or maybe you do like in the end they all have a lesson to provide you and something to reflect on about yourself mm-hmm. and that's really powerful and potent mm-hmm. and tells the story of human life and how it sees itself and how it sees one another and I think that's beautiful same wow you guys yeah we're so we're really running short on time um we want to keep this short for you guys because yeah we don't want to we don't want to drag you through the mud let's do just like one listener question okay so we you pick you pick I'll mention a few things that the listeners brought up to us someone asked if we were going to be doing draconian uh astrology we're going to be talking about that later on in the podcast, so you can definitely look forward to that. Someone asked us if we're going to be talking about the midheaven. Yes, absolutely, yes, we are. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get into houses. We'll get into midheaven. Yep. Uh, Chiron, all of these things are coming one step at a time. Someone asked us about how we tend to have similar relationships with different signs, and yeah. I find that pretty interesting, and that's definitely something we're going to be exploring because... You think about the opposite sign of yourself or some sign that you've been told in a book that just isn't compatible at all to you. Well, like, what can you learn from what can you get out of that? Like, there is something... Do you have repeating patterns with signs? Because, like, I've definitely dated a million Sag men and fallen in love with a million Pisces women. Like, that is definitely my... I'm being followed and haunted and taunted by Capricorn. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, uh, I actually... I've grown to really like them. But I don't really necessarily think they're very similar to Scorpio. Like... We're all about it, going deep and feeling and, like, getting through the muck. And they're like, oh, let me just, like, keep myself safe and in this box. And, mm-hmm. like, that's very different. But I find it very alluring for that Maybe reason. Maybe you're cap rising. Yeah. I mean, for me, like, so I'm divided between Sagittarius and Pisces. And, like, Sagittarius is my rising and Pisces is my moon. Mm. Yeah. We're going to be getting into, we'll that get into that in a future episode. And someone else asked us if we could guess Carly Rae Jepsen. <laughs> Jepsen. Carly Rae Jepsen's sign. I know nothing about her. We didn't even... Other than, like, her major hits. Call me, maybe. Yeah. I I guessed Libra. Yeah. And we... <sighs> Guys, this is painful. I got nothing. I got nothing. We guessed Libra. Um, and honestly, what, did, what was the lyric that you thought was very Libra? Um, before you came into my life, I missed you so bad. Yeah. That's a flirtatious, yeah. ridiculous, that's like a Libra. over the top flirty line. Coming up to you at a party, like, yeah. ooh, yeah. did an angel fall from heaven? Yeah, like blah blah blah. I just met you in this crazy. Here's my number. Like that is like that is like that's a Libra, Libra hitting on me at a party right to me. But we found out that Carly Rae Jepsen is actually a Scorpio yeah. on the cusp of Sag. Your tribe, girl. Your tribe. I'll try to speak for us. But I can't say I can, because sometimes they disappoint. Um, if she's a Scorpio, which she is, she's on the 21st, so she's kind of on the cusp of Sag. If I'm going to like make a case for her being part of my tribe as a Scorpio, I would say like you dreamed of people before they were even there. Like You manifested that with your intense power. And also, like you're so fucking obsessed enough to just come up with this bullshit to talk about them. That's pretty scorp. Like, you're you're deep in that obsession, and like, props to you for being so audacious with your your. Uh, I miss you Is so that bad. How Scorpios hit on each like no, on people. No, I don't but feel we like think about it. I feel we like think... a Scorpio just stares you down from the corner of the room until you're like, "What is this person?" But want a Scorpio would definitely be like, "I've been thinking about you for a long time. <laughs> in fact, I've been thinking about you before you even existed." <laughs> That's Scorpio. Okay, okay. That's some Scorpio shit right there. All right, fair but enough. But, but yeah, I mean, I can't answer to her being a Scorpio. Yeah. I I guess based on nothing, and yeah. I guess wrong, which is how that goes. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, Carly, Carly Rae Jepsen, we don't even know if she wrote those lyrics, so it's a little hard to, and also, 
I only really know about one song and our cat has laid down, which just means it is time for us to end this episode. He has come and laid down on top of all of our recording he, he devices. He like basically like, put, like smacked the gavel. Yeah. Okay, thank you for joining us for episode four. Um, next time we are talking about, what are we talking about? Oh, next episode we have like a special feature for you. Yes. Lisa and I both love perfumes and scent. Uh, first of all, it's a very water sign thing. Scent <laughs> is most connected to memory of all of our senses. And it is watery. It's based in actual liquid. It is. So part of our episode next time is going to be recommending scent and perfume based on your yes, zodiac sign. Exactly. And we're actually going to... Actually. Actually. <laughs> I'm a British old man. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're going to be talking about, um, in another future episode, probably one or two from now, we're talking a little bit about Stregeria. Yes, we and are. And like how our Strega backgrounds inform what we do today mm-hmm. and the power and beauty of uh, multiculturalism in our current spiritual practices. Um, even if you were just born into a certain um, culture or you were in or you're straddling the line, we, we hope to be speaking to something like that. So please tweet us and tell us about how you were born, cultures you were brought up in, and also about our scent zodiac. Like, what scents do you like? Do you think that they like connect with your zodiac sign in some way? Um, got a lot of weird stuff on the docket. Of course we do. Of course. Thank you. Of course she we says, do. of course we do, while staring at the wall. I was uh, playing with your cat. Playing with the key. I was playing with Lolo. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, please share us with your friends. Um, give us a download, even if you don't want to listen to us. Uh, follow us on Twitter. We're going to be launching some more social media this week, so keep your eyes out for that. And if you like this episode or any of our episodes, please give us a rating and a review on iTunes or wherever the hell you listen to podcasts. It really helps us appear in the algorithm. And thanks, guys. Yeah, we love you. Bye, guys. Good night. <laughs>